0: Welcome to Canada's National Bible Hour. This is Brian Albrecht, your host and president of Mission Go. Today our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 54 and following. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written: Death is swallowed up in victory. O death where is thy sting O grave where is thy victory the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law but thanks be to god which giveth us the victory through our lord jesus christ the lord has given us the victory over death the bible tells us that at the moment of death he is there psalm 23 says that yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil for thou art with me there thy ride and thy staff they comfort me. me what great truths these are for believers in jesus christ
1: me.
2: Savior, I come
0: You for joining us for another episode of the Global Times when Dr. Albrecht talks to the missionary staff. So when we get to the New Testament in the Book of John, John's trying to show and how we get salvation. Trying to talk about the Word of God, he talks about in John three Nicodemus needing Nicodemus, who's a great religious leader needing salvation. He talks about the woman at the well and how she needs salvation. Uh, you have this idea, John chapter six verse thirty-five, which says jesus said to them i am i am the bread of life he who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst now he's saying he is the bread of life and of course if you go back to the old testament you have the children in the wilderness and god's providing manna He's providing food so that the people could survive the 40 years until that generation died off, until they are ready to enter the promised land by faith. And so here we have this provision, and, and Jesus, right before he makes the statement, of course, fed the 5,000. Uh, he took the two fish and the five loaves of bread, and he miraculously. Uh, fed 5,000 men plus the wives and all the children. It could have been as many as fifteen to 20,000 people there that he fed with five loaves of bread and two fish. And he made a provision. He fed the people just like God fed the children of Israel with the manna. But he takes it a step further. He says, I am the bread of life, equating himself with that manner, with that provision that God gave to the people. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. He's not talking about physical food. He's talking about spiritual life. You'll never hunger. When you come to Christ, you'll never be hungry because your position is secure. You're redeemed by the blood of Christ. Your sins are forgiven. You have life and more abundantly. You have eternal life. You have the indwelling Holy Spirit. You have all the blessings and benefits of salvation you will never lack of anything you will have everything you will need to get through life thank you for listening to canada's national bible hour this month we're offering a wonderful wonderful booklet entitled 100 prophecies fulfilled by jesus this booklet is really rich in that it describes the prophecy from the Old Testament, then it gives the Old Testament reference and the verse, and then it gives the New Testament fulfillment that Jesus did during his ministry. And so it's just a wonderful companion to your Bible study as you see the wonderful fulfillments of all the prophecies of the Old Testament. There are a hundred of them listed here. It's a wonderful opportunity to see how God has used men and women over the years to prophesy about the coming messiah and those prophecies have been accurately and literally fulfilled in the new testament and it really lets you see how god has preserved his word over all these years and we know if all the prophecies of jesus coming and his first advent are true we know that the prophecies for the second advent which are many many more will also be fulfilled literally just like the first hundred were fulfilled. So to get your copy, you can write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R7A7, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231, and just say a hundred prophecies and we'll be sure to forward your copy ASAP. Thank you.
3: Like the first dew fall on the first ground
0: Today's message is from Reverend George Francisco and is on the topic of faith printed copies are available upon request
4: today I would like to look at some aspects of faith from the Holy Scriptures we know faith is important for God's Word says we can only be saved through faith Ephesians 2 8 and 9 says for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God not of works lest any man should boast we also know that scripture says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So we need to learn to live by faith, to walk by faith, to pray in faith, to grow in faith, and so forth. Jesus said to his disciples, have faith in God, Mark 11:22. So faith is essential in the Christian life. Faith, simply put, is believing and trusting God through his word. In the Bible God has revealed himself, his character, his laws, for our instruction. So let us turn to the scriptures then to learn a little about this subject. I'd like to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. This is often called the faith chapter and there's much teaching about faith in it. Let us begin reading at verse 1, Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaketh. Verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Then the chapter goes on to name the great people of faith who did exceptional things for God, such as Noah and Abraham or Moses, and then... Later in the chapter, it speaks of those who remain committed to God in spite of deep adversity. There's much to look at here, but I'd like to turn to the opening verses uh, briefly to set the stage for our study today. First, we see faith described. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. These two words are significant, substance and evidence. The Greek scholar Vincent says that the word translated substance has the meaning of title deeds. Now, when we own a home, the title deed, it brings us confidence and assurance, for no one can then say, well, you don't belong here or you cannot live here. The title deed is a proof of ownership. Faith is our title deed, which guarantees us all the future blessings that God has promised then it says faith is evidence of things not seen that is the proof conviction or the certainty of things not seen so faith is not some warm tingly fuzzy feeling but it's something of of substance and evidence by which the unseen things of god become real and important to us the second verse shows faith experienced for it says by it that is faith the elders obtained a good report. So a life of faith is not impossible, for the great elders or the great men of Israel's past history all experienced it. They lived lives of faith. So can we. Which brings us to verse 3. Through faith we understand. It's now our turn. God provides faith. Others have experienced it. Now the writer says we. We need to exercise it. Why? Because through faith we gain understanding or knowledge. Verse 3 says, Through faith we understand. True understanding or knowledge then comes by faith in God's Word. First we see that understanding comes concerning creation, for verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. What is the truth concerning the origins of the universe? Well, God spoke, and they came into being. For Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3 says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. Verse 6, And God said, Let there be a firmament. Verse 9, And God said, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. Verse 14, And God said, Let there be uh, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature and it was so verse 24 and God said let the earth bring forth cattle creeping thing and beast after his kind and it was so verse 26 and God said us let us make man verse 27 so God created man in his own image friends the true origin of life the world and the universe Is the powerful creative word of the eternal God God spoke and it was done faith says I will believe what God has said concerning creation but God's word reveals the truth about many more things some of them are perplexing questions that face mankind why cannot man live in peace why is there such wickedness in the world is there anything that or I should say, if there is anything that we don't need to be convinced of, surely it's the wickedness of man. For every day the newspapers, radio, and TV are filled with accounts of murder, robbery, adultery, and violence in one way or another of man to man. Why is this? God's Word says, Romans 5 and 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so then, death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. This account, or the account of Adam and Eve in the garden, then, is the true account of man's fall and the subsequent passage of a sinful nature to all mankind. God's word warns us clearly, the soul that sinneth, it shall die, Ezekiel 18 and 4, or the wages of sin is death, Romans six twenty three. The real nature of man and his condition before God is stated clearly in Romans 3 and 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. Faith says, I will believe God's word, that man has sinned and is separated from God unable to find God or to please God. Happily, scripture does not end in this dark note, but clearly details God's gracious provision of forgiveness in the Lord Jesus Christ. There is much controversy about Christ today. Who was he? What did he do? Or what didn't he do? Much of this questioning has resulted from the modern book and movie The Da Vinci Code. These are purportedly based upon some obscure manuscript written after the time of Christ and claiming that Christ did not die on the cross, but that he secretly fled to France with Mary Magdalene and so forth. The question is why anyone would believe some obscure manuscripts that obviously were rejected as legitimate by the traditional church rather than believe those who were eyewitnesses of the Lord Jesus and who wrote about him at the time. God says the scriptures are his holy word. So let God be true and every man a liar. The holy scriptures of God tell us clearly that Jesus was God's son, that he came in the flesh, that he was born of a virgin, lived a holy life, and died on the cross to pay for the sin of all mankind. The apostle Peter, a disciple of Jesus, said, Christ bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins might live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. 1 Peter 2.22 The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also, as one born out of due time. Furthermore, in Acts 1 and 9, it says that Christ, after appearing for forty days to his disciples, Scripture says he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while the disciples looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up behold two men stood by them in white apparel which also said ye men of Galilee why stand ye gazing up into heaven this same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven it's absurd to say that Christ secretly went to France God says he ascended up into heaven and will return one day in like manner as they saw him go. Faith says I will believe God's word, that Christ came, died for the sins of the world, and by coming to Christ I can be forgiven, cleansed, and made a child of God's eternal family. Acts 16.31 says believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Friends, I would urge you not to follow the foolish fables of men, but to open your heart to the living Christ today and believe to the saving of your soul. Then, too, God's Word gives us understanding concerning the eternity to come. Men have questioned man's destiny from the beginning of time. The book of Job, probably the oldest book of the Bible, records the question asked in his day. If a man die, shall he live again? Is this life all there is? Is there an eternal existence ahead? God's word clearly reveals the answer. For those who repent and receive God's Son, there is a blessed eternal life. For Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand." The scriptures also say in 1 Thessalonians, the apostle Paul writing says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Faith says I will believe the word of God and will look joyfully to the coming of Christ and to all the joys of eternal life with him. The scriptures also reveal the truth of a coming judgment for unbelievers. Scripture says it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment, Hebrews 9, Twenty-seven. So death does not end all, even for the unbeliever. Jesus himself warned unbelievers of his day in the parable of the tares in Matthew 13, verse 41. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and uh, all which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. What a terrible time for unbelievers. The scriptures give many solemn warnings to all rejecters of God's Christ. I hope that you will heed them, and it's our prayer today that you will be moved to faith, saving faith, which will bring you to forgiveness, the cleansing from sin, and to eternal rest in the Lord Jesus Christ faith is important. Someone has said faith in God sees the invisible, believes the incredible, and receives the impossible. Brethren, let us then learn to have faith in God.
0: I trust the message you just heard will be meaningful to you throughout this next week and you can apply it to your own life. The Bible says, For God so loved the world, that he gave a gift, he gave his only begotten Son, whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God's a holy God, a righteous God, and can't be in the presence of sin. And so there had to be an appeasement to appease the justice of God. And the Lord Jesus is the one who did that for you, and he did that for me. He died there in your place because you and I and the whole world, for the Bible says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We've all done bad things, things that we're ashamed of, things that we shouldn't have done, that we know we were wrong. And so because of those things, we need to have a savior and Jesus is a savior. He gives you the Holy Spirit. He's with you all the time. He guides and directs the thoughts and intents of your heart and helps you to live a better life. If you want the booklet, The 100 Prophecies, which I think would be a great encouragement to you and a great blessing to your Bible study, please write to Canada's National Bible Hour, Box 1210, St. Catharines, Ontario, L2R seven A seven, or in the United States at Box 2010, Buffalo, New York, 14231. You can also hear past broadcasts at www.missiongo.org, M-I-S-S-I-O-N-G-O dot O R G, And please continue to remember us in your prayers. And I trust that God will continue to bless your life and go with you and meet your needs throughout the next week.